Welcome to Kingdom.Think, where we are reading the Bible in one year. Why? For, well, one, so we can say we've done it. Two, so we can shift our identity so that we know, because clearly we're not really in tune with our identity as the sons and daughters of the king. If we did, then we would walk differently receive differently, give differently, serve differently, um, because you'd be royalty. I mean, imagine, imagine if the king's son was walking through town, wouldn't there be a different presence? Um, so part of why we do kingdom.think and read the Bible in a year is so that it can help shift your identity so that your eyes will be opened to who you really are. And, um, and then the other thing is the third reason is just the habit and the discipline of reading our Bible every day um, is a great habit to develop versus randomly kind of, or feeling guilty all the time, like, oh, I'm supposed to read my Bible, but I haven't. Oh, I feel guilty. Yeah. So, you know, if you forget to brush your teeth one day, you feel like, oh, I forgot to brush my teeth, but you do it every day. And when you forget a day, which if, if you forget a day, you certainly feel it the next day, don't you? You feel the film on your teeth. And if you skip another day, oh my gosh, everybody's going to know. So it's kind of like that. You're developing the habit. And what's the third, the fourth reason? Um, oh, speaking to your spirit, waking up your spirit, your soul. Um, yeah, there's lots of other reasons, but those are the, the main reasons I'm thinking of right now. Um, We're still in the book of Isaiah, and when you read the book of Isaiah, again, you read it not like you're looking to be entertained like a poem, but with that mindset, there's the curiosity and the openness and the willingness to accept the fact that you may not understand it. It's a prophetic word. It's not supposed to be cut and dry. It's not supposed to be clear. It's a prophetic word from God. It's not supposed to be... um, all revealed because God's ways are just even bigger than us to even comprehend. Sometimes he speaks clearly. Sometimes he speaks in a way that only the people who are involved understand, or it's a prophetic word that you're going to see as a, as a, as a historical event that already happened. So you're going to have to keep your very open mind when you read the book of Isaiah. Um, yeah. However, when you read it, you're like, oh my gosh, can you imagine? As he, Imagine in history, this prophet is speaking these things to these nations. They must have been like, either afraid to inter- interact with him, don't want to, don't tell me, don't tell me your vision, don't tell me what's going to happen to my kingdom, or let's just kill him, get rid of Isaiah, the prophet altogether. Um, but the book of Isaiah is his visions. So chapter 17, because we're going over chapter 17, 18, 19. Chapter 17 is a prophetic word against Damascus. Um, and, you know, there's going to be pieces you don't really grasp unless you dig deep and read other context. But this was interesting. Verse 12, woe to the many nations that rage. They rage like the raging sea. Woe to the peoples who roar. They roar like the roaring of great waters. Although the peoples roar like the roar of surging waters. When we, he rebukes them, 
they flee far away. So these powerful nations that they have, you know, they think they have so much power. The vision is, or God is saying, no, go ahead, act that way. Think you're all that. But when the time comes, you're going to get the consequences of your actions and your behaviors. So far up to this point, that's been the the theme that I've been feeling in the book of Isaiah is the choices you make, the thoughts you think, the way you believe, the things in your heart, they are growing seeds and something is going to be, is going to grow from that. And it's going to be a weed or it's going to be a beautiful flower or it's going to be a sickly tree. Um, either way, there's going to be a cause and effect, a consequence. That's kind of the theme I'm getting from so far. And then chapter 18 is a prophecy against Cush. Um, I didn't really find anything that grabbed my attention in that one, but still read it so you could say you read the whole Bible, every single verse. And then chapter 19, a prophecy against Egypt. This was interesting because, you know, we know a lot about Egypt. um, So you tend to wonder, when was this prophecy? When did it happen? Where was Egypt in history? That's kind of cool. Like if you wanted to go back, figure out when this was said and what was going on in Egypt at the time and who was the Pharaoh and where was Isaiah when he said it, that would be cool if you wanted to dig deeper. Um, But I also found very interesting in chapter 19 is it almost sounds like in there is going to be a shift in Egypt because we know that Egypt is a pagan nation. They don't they don't serve God at all. However, in chapter in verse 16 it says in that day the Egyptians will become weaklings. Okay, that's fine. So they're going to suffer their consequences. Um but then it says in that day five cities in Egypt will speak the language of Canaan and swear allegiance to the Lord Almighty. One of them will be called the city of the sun. In that day, there will be an altar to the Lord in the heart of Egypt and a monument to the Lord at its borders. It will be a sign and a witness to the Lord Almighty in the land of Egypt. When they cry out to the Lord because of their oppressors, he will send them a savior and defender and he will rescue them. So the Lord will make himself known to the Egyptians. And in that day, they will be acknowledged to the Lord. So maybe this was written... I don't know. You're going to have to go look at your historical events because we know that the Israelites were in in Egypt and then they, you know, God took them out of Egypt. But I thought Isaiah was after that. So this is where the digging goes if you want to get more context. Um, They will worship with sacrifices and grain offerings and they will make vows to the Lord and keep them. The Lord will strike Egypt with a plague. He will strike them and heal them. They will turn to the Lord and he will respond, yep. So is he talking about there's going to be Egyptian people who are going to love God? I don't know. But I don't have to try to know. I don't have to try to understand. My spirit, beyond my comprehension, behind beyond my human brain, my spirit is getting exactly what it needs to get from reading this passage. Do you see? My spirit longs to hear the words of God. Here's hear the words of the Father in the spirit realm. So when I read the Bible, even though it's like 
My brain says, I don't get it. My spirit self does get it or loves the voice of the father or hears something different. So we're waking up the spirit, even though my logical brain does not understand some things. And that is okay. Um, oh my goodness, that was it. That was the sum- my summary of chapters 17, 18, and 19 in the book of Isaiah. All right, my friends, I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope you go back and read it because it's such an amazing feeling to say I've read the entire Bible. Some of the greatest... Um, religious people have never read the entire Bible or people who are, have great faith and they have a great relationship with God have never read the whole Bible. It's a beautiful habit to develop. I hope you enjoyed that. That was chapter 17, 18, 19 of the book of Isaiah. Have a great day.